Hey guys, before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to all the people that have given me a five-star review on iTunes and a comment, and there's no new ones, so why don't we fix that? Why don't you go to the podcast app, why don't you go find my podcast, This Week in Zoltan, you might be using it to listen to it as we speak. Uh, go over there, hit five stars on the review, even if you think it's a four-star podcast. Who are you to judge? What do you think? You're, you're the... You're, you're the uh, the food critic from Ratatouille? You think you're the know-it-all? Huh? Just give it five stars. And then a comment, and then I will read it right here in this opening buffer. Let me see. I, uh, I'm pretty sure there, I'm pretty sure there aren't any new ones. But I'm going to double check because the last time I checked, there wasn't. And now there it... still aren't. All right. Um, other than that, I next week I'm in uh, Port Charlotte, Florida, Visani Comedy Theater. And then uh, I'm also in Cleveland. I have some shows coming up in San Diego. Go to ZoltanComedy.com. Check out the dates. Uh, Cleveland, April 1st through the 4th. Hilarities Comedy Club. Four shows, one every night, 7 o'clock. Buy your tickets. Um, socially distanced. I, I forget the number they're capping the club at, but I don't know, like 75 people per show? I don't know. And then Vasani Comedy Theater, they're doing a capped audience as well. I don't remember their number, but go buy tickets for that. Other than that, I think that's it. Leave a review. If you want to support me as an artist, go to podcasting something. Oh man, that edible I took is still is still talking to me. Um, go to youtube.com slash Zoltan Subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, what are you doing? And then hit the join button. That's where you give me money every month. It's like panhandling on the internet. It goes directly to me. And uh, there's a better way to sell that. But I, uh, I'm not good at that. I just like to be brutally honest. Other than that, why don't we hit the show? Let's hit the music and get to the show. This is going to be a weird one. 2.5 milligrams of THC really went to the brain. Uh, let's do it. Hit the music. This week in Zoltan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan, episode 319, coming at you on a Wednesday late afternoon. Uh, interesting day. I just did a corporate show via Zoom, and it didn't go that bad. It... it I mean, it was as fun as it could have been. They laughed at all my jokes. I had a lady leave during the show, and we got to all watch it. Me and all the audience members got to watch it happen because she closed her laptop very slowly. And we all saw it right in the middle of a bit, too. I was doing this joke. It was going well. And then I, in the corner of my eye, her screen was next to mine for some reason. And I just watched her close the lid on her laptop and just peace out middle of a joke and it hurt my confidence and I rambled for a second finished the joke hit the punchline people laughed and then I was like did you guys see that lady leave in the middle of the joke and everyone's like yes we did and that's actually how we closed out the show at the very end the uh the moderator I guess you would call it the host uh, she was like, hey, everybody, in honor of whoever the hell that was that left that way, let's all just end this meeting by closing our laptops ever so slowly and quietly. She left it like she was leaving a clubhouse chat room where you just like peace out quietly, but everyone saw you leave. 
It's like she tripped over a door jam on the way out. Anyway, um, that was my day today. We also went to a dispensary, picked up some edibles. I went to Church's Chicken for the first time. First time ever at Church's Chicken, got their chicken sandwich. And uh, absolutely delicious. Way better than Chick-fil-A. You know why? Because Chick-fil-A could go a really long way if someone just came in going, hey, why don't we get better buns? Chick-fil-A, I think, is a classic problem where they figured out their chicken was good, which it is. The chicken is very good. And everything outside of the chicken sucks. It's second rate. It's thrown together. It's thrift store. It's not good. It's clearance aisle. It shouldn't be there. I remember the first time I had Chick-fil-A. I was performing at a college in Tennessee. And afterwards, they're like, hey, let's go out and get some food. And I'm like, I'm in. They're like, you want to do Chick-fil-A? I'm like, you know what? I've heard all this. How do you do about how Chick-fil-A is the second coming of In-N-Out for poultry? And let's go try it out. And I had it. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But it could have used a better bun. The bun looked like it owed whoever put it together money. That's what it looked like. It was just beaten up. It was like kept in the back. I don't know. It was abused. This was an abused bun. It looked like it could use some time with a therapist. Just to, you know, air his grievances. Or at least the sesame seeds. I don't know. But Chick-fil-A, you could really learn a thing or two from uh, Church's Chicken. Pretzel bun. Lovely piece of grilled chicken with a couple pickles on there. Nothing crazy. Some cheese. It's already a spicy chicken, but then I pull the bun off and add a little uh, hot sauce on top of that. Then you smash the pretzel buns together. You're in heaven. You're in heaven. That's where you are. You don't have to chase that feeling or make sure you get in by going to church on Sunday. Uh Uh-uh. Just get yourself a church chicken sandwich. Put the hot sauce on there, eat the sandwich, and that feeling you have, I think that's the closest I've felt to being in heaven. And uh, I highly recommend it. That's an unpaid plug, by the way. I paid seven bucks for the meal. The fries aren't bad either. And uh, highly recommend it. Chick-fil-A, get your stuff together. I'm tired of you guys resting on the laurels of just everybody that's tried your chicken apparently hasn't tried anyone else's. And they're like, it's the best. It's not. It's also a place called Popeyes, but that's for another conversation. That's what this podcast has become. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, I've just been at home. Uh, I wrote some notes down. Trash guys came. You know, one of the hardest things about moving into a new place, especially when it's not an apartment, this is something that people... For the luxury of living in an apartment or a condo is that there's a dumpster. And then if the dumpster gets full, you just keep piling it up. It spills over. You add some more. Why? Because it's not yours. It's everybody's. It's a collective smorgasbord of the worst items in your house. And that's why you're throwing them out. And if it overflows, it's none of your business. That's for the trash guys to figure out, right? Well, when you start living in a house or renting a house like I am, I got two bins. And I got to break it down. I got to make sure all our crap fits into that thing. And at least the capacity of it works until Friday. That's my trash day. And recycling day is every two weeks. It's every other week. Every two. It's every other week. And I think if they would like to get us to recycle more, every week. Why don't you pick that up every week? 
That would give me more incentive to not move some of this cardboard into the trash because I've run out of room in the blue bin. Come every week. So last Friday was, uh, was recycling day on trash day, and I had it filled to the brim. Filled. Both, both cans, right? Well, the trash was half full. I wheel them out, and then I'm just sitting in my home, looking out the window, sipping the coffee, and here comes the, the recycle truck. I can tell it's the recycling truck because it says recycle on the side of it. And then I watch it pull up, and then I watch the robot arm come down. It picked up the wrong bin. It picked up my trash can bin, picked that up, dumped my trash into the recycle pile, threw it down, left. No other trucks came by. I, I think later the trash guy came by, but he was like, well, your trash one's empty and your recycling one's full, so he took off. So now I'm left with my recycling plum full. There's no more room. I've broken it down and broken it down. I'm to the point where I'm going to start burning this cardboard in the front of my house so I can get it to fit in there. They just left, and I watched them do it. I was just sitting there sipping a coffee going, that recycling t- truck has taken the trash. Oh, he's going to catch his mistake. Oh, he didn't, and now he's leaving. And then it was just me coming out of my house in shorts and a nice coffee, shaking my fist, going, hey, you left all this crap. So now i got to wait two more weeks. And we bought more stuff, of course. It doesn't end. You know what it's like when you move into a new place. There's a lot of furniture coming in. None of it put together. How much money? I thought I made a good living the last couple of years. Decent, you know? Not Jeff Bezos, but also not what it used to be when I used to eat ramen all the time. What? Ha- how much money does one have to make to where you can go buy some furniture and it just comes done? Like you go and you buy a coffee table and they and you get a coffee table. But I don't. I buy coffee tables, I buy nightstands, I buy dressers, TV stands. None of it has come together. I just get a box of wood with holes in it and screws and Allen wrenches and instructions going, this is what I paid for? It's 200 bucks. How much more do you want for it to come completed? Give me all of it. It's just so weird. I pay 200 bucks. I get a box of rubble and then with instructions with no words in it, like I'm reading cave paintings. I got to look at these hieroglyphics to figure out which screw they're talking about to go into panel A that goes into 1C. And then I got to use this Allen wrench, which is always greasy. What do they do to make these Allen wrenches so damn slippery? Will you put some kind of traction on it? Put a grip handle, something. I'm over here with greasy fingers. It's flying all over the place. None of it's, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I paid for the whole cabinet. I'm pretty sure I paid for the whole cabinet and you're giving me a shop project to, to spend my Monday afternoon. Cut it out. It doesn't even feel like I bought furniture. It feels like my estranged father died and I'm finishing his hobbies because I didn't have the gall to tell him I love you and now he's gone. So I feel like the only way I could connect to him is to finish the unfinished furniture projects he was working on in his wood shop. That's what it feels like to buy stuff from Ikea. That's what it feels like to buy furniture on on Amazon or Wayfair or whatever. I just want that thing to show up and have it be showed up. Does that make sense? Just show up and be you. Be who you are. 
I don't know where all that came from, but uh, it already happened, and I already talked about it. Other than that, it's been a it's been an interesting week. I wrote down a bunch of stuff. People getting canceled left and right. I I can't get over Pepe Le Pew getting canceled. Not because I I think he shouldn't be canceled. He should. That cat was not interested in that skunk. And that cat was clearly saying no, and that skunk clearly ignored her nonverbal responses. Should be canceled. But I can't help but scroll through Twitter and see an article where there's like a cartoon skunk that says he's not allowed to be in a movie. It's hilarious. It's It feels made up. It doesn't feel real. It feels... It feels as phony as a $3 bill. Like, no way. That's from that's an Onion article, right? About canceling a cartoon. You don't have to put out a press release that you're not going to put Pepe Le Pew in Space Jam. We wouldn't have noticed if he wasn't there. You know who doesn't know who Pepe Le Pew is? Children. Modern children have no clue who that guy is. Why? Because Pepe Le Pew was old when I was a kid. Those commercials, or commercials, those shows were like from the 60s. I was watching them in the 90s, and we knew it was wrong in the 90s. Like, my mom would watch it with us and be like, yeah, he's funny, but don't go around kissing girls, uh, especially when they're clearly saying no. Don't go around doing that. What are you doing? That's not who you are. That's not the child I raised, but, you know, feel free to laugh at this cartoon because it's clearly a preposterous situation that should not be happening in real life amongst humans and I it doesn't feel real I think the whole thing we've been noticing with Pepe Le Pew getting canceled and how much attention it's gotten because really what it came from was a New York Times op-ed about how Pepe Le Pew cartoons uh, perpetuated rape culture and how I think he also met the the person who wrote this article or op-ed also mentioned Speedy Gonzalez as representing you know stereotypes of Hispanic people, and uh, and I don't disagree. I'm just saying like we, you're done. You're done. Like when I think of a <laughs> when I think of a writer for the New York Times and all the things they can write about. Especially op-ed feels like it's your choice. And you probably have a list of things, some more important, some kind of important, and then the ones at the bottom are like, well, if these don't work out, maybe I'll pull from the bottom. This feels like a pull from the bottom of the list for articles to write. The (laughs) The cancelization of a skunk and a mouse from a 60s cartoon that hasn't been on the air in years. I don't know where to find it. People with the Boomerang Network, the one guy in his 50s who has the Boomerang Network with the old cartoons, that's the one guy watching. And guess what? He's nowhere near anyone of the opposite sex or the same, anybody, any kind of sex. He is not that, the the one 50-year-old who is subscribed to the Boomerang channel watching Pepe Le Pew and Speedy Gonzalez and all those cartoons... He is nothing to do with the word sex. It's nowhere near him. It's not within eyesight. It's not within touch. It's not within feel, within smell. It's nowhere in that person's vicinity. 
But I think what it is, is this writer somehow just pulled it, bottom of the barrel, we're writing about this, and to me, all it shows is what happens when we no longer have a president that doesn't tweet in all caps every day, multiple times a day. When you take that kind of a character out of the public mainstream, you kind of just have a bunch of people lost. Like a lot of the writers that were trashing the last president are now just... Pepe Le Pew! I, I can't imagine what's next. I can't imagine. You know his other things are coming? Do you remember all the racy cartoons in the 90s? Remember Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead? How has South Park not been... You know they're next. They're just working from the back up. I think that's the way they're working for. They're, they're like, all right, let's start at the 60s. We'll go with those cartoons. And then we'll work our way up to the 90s and the 2000s sometime soon. It just feels fake. Pepe Le Pew isn't being allowed in Space Jam. We don't want a new Space Jam. Who wanted a new Space Jam? I, you know? I read another one today that they're going to change Lola Bunny, which Lola Bunny was a character created for the first Space Jam, and they're like, we're, gonna, we're not going to sexualize her as much this time with her cartoon booty and her cartoon chest. Uh, you know, we're going to make her just whatever. I don't know. And then some people got mad at that. And I'm like, who asked for Space Jam 2? How about we start there? And then we work our way back to going, hey, can that sex offending skunk be allowed in the basketball game? Then maybe there. But let's start with how did Space Jam 2 become a thing? And why isn't Michael Jordan's not dead? Just have him do it. LeBron James is the best basketball player in the NBA today. But can Michael Jordan still do it? Because that's the Space Jam. We can't. We don't need this. We don't need this. We just. I just watched Coming to America, Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. All the same actors. They're just older. Eddie Murphy had a gut. What? We don't need LeBron James. You're Michael Jordan in there. That's not who you are, LeBron. You're not Michael Jordan. You're the best basketball player of this generation. Yes, but you're not. We don't need Space Jam 2. Or Space to the Jam. Whatever they end up calling it. It's just unnecessary. Speaking of America coming... Speaking of coming to America. I did watch it. I watched uh, Coming to America. I like that. The way they did that. They're like, we're not going to put the two at the end. We're going to place the number two with the two. And that's how you're going to know it's a sequel, even though it's the same title. Just now there's a numeric in there. Very slick. Whoever was at that ad agency, ad agency you killed it. Um, watched the new Coming to America. Liked it. It was enjoyable. It was fun. I think, that, I think sometimes, because I read a bunch of people saying it was cheesy and it was crap and it doesn't compare to the first. First of all, of course it doesn't. It's not going to compare to the first because the first one was amazing and we've been loving it since 1988 when it came out. And you know, even if this one was good, it wouldn't have lived up to the previous because it's competing with itself, which is an unwinnable proposition. You can't compete with greatness. I'm sticking with that statement, even though I think that's not even what I meant to say. My point is, it was just a fun movie. Sometimes movies are just allowed to be fun. And that's what Coming to America was. It was just a fun 
It was for fun. It was two hours. Of, hey, you remember this from 1988? That's what it was. It was a high school reunion where all the people you hated from high school didn't come. They, 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 were, they were at home, fat and ashamed and unemployed and divorced. And they were not allowed to see their kids, so they didn't want to come to the, the high school reunion to fill you in. So they stayed home. It was just America, coming to America was, it was like a high school reunion that you loved. All the characters showed back up except for uh, Soul Glow. I could have gone with that. Um, but everyone was there, older. I thought half that cast was dead. I was like, there's no way. James Earl Jones is still alive? That is awesome. And that's my review of it. Coming to America was just a great high school reunion with everyone you loved playing the characters that they were 30 years ago. It was wonderful. And it was just great to see that a lot of these old actors were still alive. I had no idea James Earl Jones was still alive. I love that guy. He was great as the blind guy in Sandlot. And I, I, is that the only James Earl? Darth Vader. He's done a lot. But I could have swore he was dead, but he wasn't. And I wouldn't have known that unless it was for this movie. Sometimes movies are allowed to just be fun. They don't always have to be the best. Do we know that? Did we know that? I can tell you that. It's just, it was two hours. Of, ah, ah, I'm never watching this again. And that's, that's what the movie was. And that's good. It got you to watch. Eddie Murphy has made so many movies. So many movies. I, I, afterwards, I went through his, uh, his Wikipedia. Went through his filmography. Which I think is a word that was invented on Wikipedia. I don't think... <laughs> I might be wrong, but I don't think filmography is in the dictionary. Um, knowing how much I know about stuff, I'm probably wrong when I said that, but I already said it. Uh, Eddie Murphy has been in so many films. So many. And his bad ones, I still enjoy. A lot of people hated Norbit. I laughed my ass off during Norbit. Hilarious. Absolutely great. Go watch Coming to America and temper your damn expectations. Who are you? When did everyone become the critic from Ratatouille? She's coming in all long-faced and ugly. When did that happen? You're, you don't know about film. Did you go to film school? No. You're just a jackass with a Twitter account. Just like me. I don't know anything about film. It's just made for you to go, ah... For a couple hours, then you leave. Go do something else. Let coming to America be what it was meant to be. It was meant to be fun, you soulless loser. All right? It's meant to make you go, <laughs> for a couple hours. And then back to the refrigerator, where you belong. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to end it like that, but, you know, here we are. Uh... The other thing I've been watching, I actually should have mentioned this earlier, as far as the Pepe Le Pew cancellation, what's really amazing, if you have HBO Max, uh, you would know that there's a real pedophile, a real sex offender, just walking the streets. His name is Woody Allen. And we're out there heavily canceling a skunk that never existed. 
And this guy, Woody Allen, I don't. maybe people think he doesn't exist because he also looks like a cartoon. If you look at his droopy, sad face and his dumb, floppy hats that he wears in public, you're like, that's not a real person. That's a, that's a really good cartoon of a guy that looks like he's like, man, is he real? Is he? Pixar is kicking ass because that guy almost looks human, but he has cartoon features. We should be canceling Woody Allen, but we're not. We're canceling a skunk, someone who never hurt anybody. Uh, Woody Allen actually hurt his uh, stepdaughter and then married his other stepdaughter or the one that he didn't adopt. Go watch the documentary. Go watch Allen versus Pharaoh. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it makes you feel, you know, that chill down your spine. You just see all the evidence and you just go, and then he got away with it. He like, he, he. He, like, Epsteined himself out of it, and I feel like this documentary is gonna, you know, get him killed. Woody, Woody Allen, I mean. And by the way, it's really hard for me not to call him Woody Harrelson, because Woody Allen isn't anything to me. I've never watched any of his movies. I know Woody Allen made a movie every year since the 70s. I couldn't name one of them. I don't even think I ever saw a trailer to one. Where do you watch Woody Allen movies? Is it like an art house? Do you have to go to one of those like hipster theaters where there's one screen and everyone's there ironically? Like everyone knows there's a better theater down the street with recliner seats and beer and steak hot dogs. But you're like, nah, I'm trying to be cool right now. Let's go to this hipster one where they don't, the popcorn's cold and, the, and the, everyone's a movie buff. You know, let's go to that one. Which by the way, I'm not knocking that. But is that where they played his movies? Because I never saw a single one. I remember all the years I went to Blockbuster as a kid in the 90s. I never once saw a wall with new release, Woody Allen. And then there being 30 copies because they couldn't keep them on the shelves. And I'm not saying he's not a good filmmaker. Because I haven't watched any of his films. But it could have fooled me. Yeah, he's over there acting like he's uh, Michael Keaton coming out with like classics, just bangers every year. Mr. Mom, Batman, that other movie, Turner and Hooch. That was Tom Hanks. Damn it. But I don't know. Kind of forgot what we were talking about. I took an edible before this and it was a bad idea. My thoughts are scattered. <laughs> My thoughts are scattered. It was just a little 2.5 milligram, came in the form of a mint, pop that in, and then I just, I, I feel like I'm in a cloud. That's what it feels like. Everything feels fuzzy, but it still feels like reality. It just feels like my senses are, uh, they need contact lenses, if that makes sense. Like my, I'm, my eyesight's bad, so I wear contact lenses, these little things I put over my sensory acceptors that are my eyes to make them able to see it feels like the rest of my body needs a contact lens because everything's feeling a little fuzzy and light and irrelevant that's kind of what this edible <laughs> makes me feel like and we're holding in a church chicken burp all right um what else did i have written down talked about woody allen trash day burger king uk uh tried to 
tweet about International Women's Day, and they should not. Just, why do you have to be a part of it? Just, they made a big mistake. I don't know if you were on Twitter a couple days ago, but it was International Women's Day, and uh, Burger King UK, not American Burger King, because we know better, but the UK version of Burger King's Twitter handle decided to tweet something about International Women's Day, which, why? Why are you even tweeting about it? You know it's not going to go good. It's either going to get ignored or get too much news. That's Those are your only two options. Burger King UK tweeting about International Women's Day. It's either going to get no attention or so much attention someone's going to lose their job. And the latter happened. They tweeted, uh, women belong in the kitchen. Period. And then the point of the tweet was to grab everyone's attention and go, why I oughta... Burger King UK, but then the kicker was supposed to be that all the tweets under that were supposed to be very pro-feminism, and it was like, uh, it was some kind of, I remember, I read it, it was like something about, like, there aren't enough female chefs in the world, and we would like to change that, and I think, and then there was like a link to be employed at Burger King, which I think calling the people that make the food at Burger King chefs that's like that's like calling me Joe Rogan because I have a podcast and a camera. I don't it, no, Mm-mm. it's not. It's very different. Uh, but of course, nobody read the stuff they said underneath because they opened so dumb, so dumb. I don't even work in public relations, but I would be like, let's just not tweet anything if you're gonna tweet that, or why don't we pick? Uh, someone else that has a really good tweet about it and retweet those. Why don't we, if we want to make such a big International Woman's Day statement, us as Burger King, United Kingdom, why don't we spend an hour and retweet the best tweets about International Women's Day? And then someone's like, I got a better idea. I thought about it last night. I remembered it this morning. And here it is. We tweet something sexist, and then before people get mad, we go, (laughs) psych! Here's how we're not. And nobody in that room went, we sell cheeseburgers. We, We sell cheeseburgers. Like, I think we're overthinking this. And I think it's kind of more of a slap in the face to go, hey... There aren't enough female chefs in the world, and we'd like to change that. Come work at Burger King. Those aren't chefs. Those are people that put stuff in microwaves. They're us. They're you and me. They're everybody, but they are not chefs. It's not a good thing, Burger King United Kingdom. Just be a burger place, man. It always gets people in trouble. And, and they're coming from a good place. And t- all these Twitter handles, Arby's, I don't know, I'm picking on Arby's, but all of them. You don't need some funny tweet about social issues and stuff. Just retweet the good ones, the serious ones. But don't, it's gonna go bad. It's, and even if it goes good, who cares? You think you're going to sell more burgers because you had a funny tweet? No. No. You're Burger King. 
I don't know if Burger King in the United Kingdom is different from the United States, but the only people that eat a Burger King are when you're hungry and there's a Burger King and nothing else. That's when you go to Burger King. Not because they had a humorous tweet that caught my attention on International Women's Day. Just retweet the good ones, you dummy. Just hang back. You're doing great. You're Burger King. You're around. You exist still with the food that you make. It's not good. No one ever accused you of being good, and you're still around. Calm down. Stop throwing out all these things. You're going to get yourself in trouble. And you did. And you did. Um, I think that's everything I wrote down. I got nothing else. Uh, YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube page. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you've obviously already done that. If you're listening on in podcast land, whether it's Spotify or Apple, iTunes, they don't call it that anymore, or wherever the hell you're listening, uh, go to YouTube, go to my channel, Zoltan Cassis, hit subscribe, and then look into being a member. There's three different tiers, Buck 99, $4.99, and $9.99. All of them have different perks, and then you can support me. Other than that, uh, I want to thank you guys for always listening and subscribing, supporting, and sharing. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and a comment. And uh, ta-ta, everybody. I think that's the show.